0: Welcome back to the Conversational Marketing Podcast. Today, we get to talk to a very special woman. We're talking all about conversational selling and how to bring that into the enterprise. But I just want to dive in and say it. One objection to conversational marketing that we've heard a lot is that it's just not for the enterprise. So they understand conversational marketing as a general concept. But they think that in the enterprise, language and marketing tactics in general should be a bit more buttoned up. So today, we get to talk to someone who has run into this objection many times. She's also just happens to be a powerhouse
1: that Sarah and I get to work with, Miss Jill Chera. Jill runs enterprise sales at Drift. So she knows a thing or two about helping larger companies understand why they need to switch their mindset to start understanding why a more conversational approach is the way. to do it. And it's not that hard to convince them that they need to change. Enterprises just like SMBs and SMBs have seen a decrease in conversion rates and have seen a push from their own buyers to be more customer centric. Because at the end of the day, we're all just people marketing and selling to other people, you know? Okay, Jill, can you tell
0: us a little bit more about yourself, your background, and then how you got started at Drift?
2: Absolutely. So um, I've been only selling to marketers my entire career. And that's 20 plus years or so. Um, I started at Forrester where we I, I ran the data business and we sold to B2B marketers and B2C marketers. Then I moved on to a social analytics organization, stood up the enterprise team there selling to marketers. And then I landed at Drift, standing up the enterprise <laughs> team here selling to marketers. And what attracted me to Drift was the fact that we were disrupting something, because mm-hmm. for 20 plus years, the way that you sell solutions and software to companies is all the same way, and Drift is really disrupting that. So I thought that was super
1: cool. So for people who are selling into the enterprise, you have a bunch of experience doing that. that. <laughs> um, so what are, what's one of the most important things that people should know about how enterprises actually buy? So it
2: is typically not a point sale. What Mm -hmm. you really need to do is understand there's going to be a lot of people it'll impact. So you could have a champion, you will have a champion who brings you into the organization, but you really need to understand what are the other departments, who are the other individuals this solution or software is going to impact. Mm -hmm. And the earlier you understand that, the better, because later on it'll just bite you in the butt, um, (laughs) or it'll impact adoption across the enterprise. Mm -hmm. But what you really want to do is make sure that it becomes a solution that is integral to their success. And the more people who know about it, the better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. So it's really tailoring
0: to the champion and then tailoring to exactly how it's going to impact their teams.
2: That's absolutely right. And then ultimately to the success of the organization, Mm -hmm. are you saving them time or costs? Are you increasing revenue? Are you increasing their overall market share or their competitive edge? Mm -hmm. So linking to those C-level metrics is critical in the enterprise.
0: Yeah. So speaking of those C-level metrics, what – do you think are the most important channels for sales teams selling into the enterprise market Mm -hmm. to focus on and focus on specifically moving into 2020?
2: Yeah, there's not one specific channel for the enterprise. When you look at any lead, it has been touched in so many different ways. However, events, and webinars will always and still really have an important impact. But that's only like half the battle. What we've found is that the channels that are really working for us in Drift uh, include video, actually, Mm -hmm. and include those more personalized messages. And what we found is if you take If you're marketing to someone and they're at an event or they've come to a webinar and then you continue to touch them through some more personalized, customized ways of getting in touch with them, then when they hop on the site, you can chat in with them and engage with them. It's just like automatically we have a conversation going and it's in my pipeline. Mm. So. I'd say it's a combination of the traditional channels with some of the newer channels that's making the biggest difference for my team right now. And so personalizing it, it's kind of cool to say, hey, I saw this on your LinkedIn. We went to a similar school or this and that. But when you actually connect it to a pain that they actually are experiencing, that's the connection that's personalizing it and making it like, wow, this is um, a real issue I deal with on a day-to-day basis. And how could this
1: company help me? So that makes the biggest difference. Do you see that enterprise – I'm sorry. I just keep asking a lot of questions because I want to like – do you see that enterprises experience the same pain just at a different level from SMBs and SMEs? And like you just have to position the pain differently? That's a really good question. I guess – you're every, in every sale, you have to stand
2: out in some way, shape, or form. But understanding the company um, deeply is the most important factor. And so with an enterprise, it's just more complex. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a heck of a lot of information out there on, especially public companies. But digging in and understanding exactly what even the internal politics could be is hard to get to. So you can get the public stuff, but like what's really going on internally that's keeping them Mm -hmm. from fixing the issue? And that's what's the hardest part uh, in enterprise selling. Yeah.
0: We talked to um, Andrew from Text Us in an earlier episode, Mm -hmm. and he is a Drift customer. And he said that the best buying experience he's had was with Robert, we call him Burger. Oh, yeah. And it was because (laughs) Burger had, they'd exchanged phone numbers, and they were on a texting basis, mm-hmm. and it was to this point where he had, he was talking to basically his friend, and he was talking, yeah. and he was relating to him and finding his pain point, and Andrew said that's what made the sale so great, and that's what made the experience awesome.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I had an interview a couple days ago and the guy said to me, I know when I'm beginning to text someone that they're going to buy from me. Mm-hmm. So it's how do you break through that barrier of actually becoming a more personalized buying experience? Because at the end of the day, people do want to buy from people who they trust mm-hmm. and from things that actually make sense to them. So that I love that story.
0: What would you say to enterprise companies who say it's just not for me? Conversational marketing is just not for us.
2: <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I would say I would say so then you have plenty of leads that your sales folks just have too many leads to follow up on and they're not every single salesperson's making their number? or if they say no that's not the case i would say then you have other options you're considering to make sure that's the case you know and i would probably say it a little more professionally than that <laughs> but yeah i mean well why wouldn't they want to do this and and it sounds kind of cheesy but like really we have seen great results from this so why wouldn't they choose to hand
1: more leads, more mm-hmm. qualified leads, faster leads to their sales teams. Totally. Well, on the like on the topic of objection handling, a lot of what I've heard from like h- hopping on the phone with enterprise prospects and customers is like, "Well, we don't have the person to own it." Like, who's yeah. going to own exactly. it? And how do you respond to that question of like, "We just don't have the internal resources to be able to implement something like this is just going to take too long, we can't do it. That is the largest enterprise objection we hear. So what we say is...
2: With our enterprise services that we offer at Drift, we will do the heavy lifting Mm -hmm. for you. And it's actually not that heavy of a lift. (laughs) And so what I also say is, why would you put this off until you have someone? Every day you put something off, you're putting off sales and revenue or whatever it might be. Um, And so, yeah, it's kind of getting them comfortable with knowing that, The cost of doing nothing is worse than the cost of trying to bring in drift and finding someone to help us integrate. And to stand up within a matter of a few weeks. I mean, in some cases, it's a few days, but I know I probably shouldn't say that because I'm sure our services team wouldn't like that. But, but, you know, seriously, it's really kind of going through like you can stand by and do nothing and wait until your website is redone or wait until you hire that resource or wait until the next marketing campaign is launched. But why wait?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You can do all those things right now and you don't have to wait. As you see enterprises start to implement a tool like Drift, do you start seeing a shift in the way that they market across other channels to become more personal? And like, do you start to have conversations with those enterprises where they're like, okay, now that we've started this thing on our website, like, what else can we do? Is that something that you see as like a natural progression of things at all?
2: Yes. In fact, I had that conversation with one of our larger enterprise customers last week. And she said to me, we just implemented all these playbooks, What's next? Mm -hmm. And she said, how many should I have? I think they have about 22 in two different divisions. But she said, what do your best customers have? And how should I, you know, how can I optimize more? So, in fact, we're going there tomorrow, bringing someone from product, and we're going to take a look at how to Better optimize her playbooks where she can choose to put additional playbooks because they have, I think, three thousand web pages. Wow! wow. Um, so you know, and not all of them are great, right? But we're going to really help her prioritize where she can get much more optimization out of out of the drift. Mm, and right. I think that's just such a good topic.
0: Generally, is especially with a lot of large enterprises, like once they're bought in great, but then how do we keep iterating on that yeah. and getting them to do things such as optimization? Because some of the the best conversational marketing strategies are ones that they just they've gotten it live, they've gotten it on their site, they've tried it, and from there they learn from it,
1: and then they iterate and optimize. Yeah. And then they want to start having conversations across every marketing campaign that they run instead of mm-hmm. just whenever people come to the site on their own, like... Right. on their own we want to okay like we're driving people to the specific landing page from paid ads and like direct mail mm-hmm. like how do we then engage with people in that context as well yeah, yeah. it also exactly. it
0: just brings you so much closer to your customers when you are actually mm-hmm. chatting with customers every single day those insights are really invaluable to one have it in your conversational marketing strategy, and then to all other types of strategies. If customers are really focusing on pricing, whatever, how can we how can we impact that in our ad strategy? How can we impact that in our email strategy? Mm-hmm. It, it just goes so much further than just chat.
2: Right, Drift should not be kind of a secondary thought. It should be a. Of course, Drift is going to be a part of this uh, marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. Of course. Drift is going to be a part of whatever additional pages we put together. So I think it's just kind of a mindset change. And we've seen a bunch of customers make that change. And then we've seen their pipeline increase dramatically and then ultimately their revenue. That's
0: awesome. Okay. So what is your main piece of advice for enterprises who are looking to incorporate conversational marketing into their 2020 strategy?
1: Mm.
2: Okay. My main piece of advice. I would say um be open to lots of ways to look at drift because it's not any one thing mm-hmm. so you can obviously improve Speed to lead, mm-hmm. and you can, imp- and your salespeople will be happier, right? Um, but you're then getting more qualified leads, right? So your salespeople are more efficient. You're having an overall better customer experience when someone's landing on your site because there's support right there. And of course, marketers are going to be happy because the money they're spending, all the money they're spending to push people towards the website. There's someone there to greet Mm -hmm. them and to help them out and to answer their questions. So just think of Drift as, you know, almost like this, like big arms, you know, waiting for people who are coming onto the website and to answer all of the things that their needs, you know, it may not be questions, but it could be like, do you want to see a demo? Like we're asking them a question and then they're answering. So I would say don't pinhole Drift into one specific solution. There's so many things we're seeing from our customers and so many benefits that
1: it's a journey. Yeah, I that, love that. That's corny. Nah. No, I love it. <laughs> I like it. So we're going to ask you a lightning round of questions. Okay. Just off the top of your head, we did not prepare Jill for this. Forgot to add it into oh. the outline. So she's going in totally blind. So first one, super easy. What makes you you and how do you bring that into your job?
2: Oh, wow. Mm. I'm really direct. And I think that makes me me. I'm on the shorter side. So um, as uh, some people have said to me, you know, little people. (laughs) Um, And so beware of us because I will try to have a larger voice and be direct and make a point. Mm. Um, So I bring that to drift on a daily basis, (laughs) I would say. Love it.
0: (laughs) What is your favorite conversation starter? And this can be at a coffee shop at an event anything
2: oh my gosh that's a really hard one I would say do you want to drink
1: <laughs> <laughs> that'll get the conversation Sorry. started quickly <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it uh, okay what's one tool that you can't live without personal professional doesn't matter
2: oh wow um my round hairbrush <gasps> amazing oh,
0: yeah For those of you just listening, Jill has amazing hair.
1: Yeah.
2: It's actually curly. Oh, wow. There's a little little context behind that. Yeah, Not as curly as yours. Yeah, this one's, this this guy's curly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and finally, when was the last time you had a phenomenal buying experience?
2: Ooh. Okay. Wow. It can be at a... Mall, yeah, it can be or like a coffee, software. All right, this is gonna, this is, I hope this doesn't seem like a cop out, but I drove through the Chick fil A drive through <gasps> recently. And I was actually pretty impressed. (laughs) I Um, love that. And I don't eat fast food, but my daughter and her friends were in the car after an event. So we had a really big order. (laughs) And there was a huge line. And the guy was super patient. And every time I put something out there, he said, and what else could I do for Mm. you? And what else can I do for you? And so it was just that, like, patient, calm you are in control and I am here to serve you and that I, I literally was taken aback because I, th- I thought wow that came off as super genuine and it was really impressive that's
1: awesome <laughs>
0: that is awesome Jill thank you so much for talking to us today thank it was you. amazing was so no, insightful thank you of course